Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. What's up, guys? And welcome to episode 18 of the Making Meaningful Income podcast. So I'm going to tell you a story before I get going. I just got back once a year. My brothers and my dad and some family members and I go out to Iowa. So we go from Michigan to Iowa. It's like a nine-hour drive. I forgot what part of Iowa it is, but it's this little town and we know some farmers out there. We go bird hunting and hunt pheasants. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, like, if you, what I look like and how I am, but I'm like this little gay kid. So everyone laughs when I tell them I'm going hunting, but they put a shotgun in my hand and I get a bird hunting permit uh, and we go and shoot pheasants. So that's always fun. I have a, a belief that if I'm going to eat meat throughout the year, I should at least be able to kill uh, and clean a bird. This year, the people that we were hunting with did the cleaning for me, but I at least shot a bird and I feel like that's whatever, trying to pay my tribute to eating meat throughout the year. So as far as that goes, but I'm back. And it was a fun trip. And man, I'm actually very happy to be back in Michigan. I thought I lived in a rural place and we always go out every year to this little town in Iowa and the farmers are so nice. They're such salt of the earth people, but they're in like some small, small towns in the middle of the country. It smells like pig poop out there when we go because I was fertilizing the soil this time of year. And I'm just happy to be back in Metro Detroit. All right, guys. So today we're talking about fear. I get this all the time from my clients and live in like my TikTok lives I do. And people say, how do you handle fear? And what are you supposed to do with fear? And people ask me this because I think the biggest, one of the biggest reasons that people don't move forward on any kind of dreams that they have is because they're scared to, or they're scared of rejection, or they're scared of failure. It's just a fear of something or a fear of how they're going to talk to themselves and how they'll treat themselves if they don't succeed. So I just want to first start this episode by saying that fear is supposed to be there. And let me explain why. So remember, we've talked about the upper and the lower brain before. I'm going to totally oversimplify, but we have two different brains. The one that can think, the prefrontal cortex, and then we have the lower brain or the old brain, or the prehistoric brain, or the monkey brain, whatever you want to call it. That's the one that wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and do it efficiently. So when we put ourselves into a situation that is unknown and new, like trying to make an income that we find meaningful, or trying to find a job that we actually care about and make a lot of money, our brain just goes crazy, and it wants to just shut down with fear. That's supposed to happen. Because traditionally, when we used to experience fear in like hunter and gatherer societies, this is the hardwiring our brain is built on. Uh, when we went into the unknown, we would die. I mean, literally, that would happen, right? We would leave the tribe, we would um, face rejection, we would starve to death, or we'd get attacked by a lion. So now we're in modern day society, and we're still using that same hardware that's saying new, novel, unknown is dangerous. So I just want to offer, when you're doing something new, and you're putting yourself out there, the fear is completely supposed to be there. So nothing has gone wrong. So again, the fear is supposed to be there. And now what happens for most people is right when they experience that negative emotion or the fear of negative emotion, like the fear of failure or rejection, they want to give up and quit. And it's the complete opposite thing that you should do. Because when fear comes up, when you're setting a goal for yourself, it's an indication that you're actually on the right path because you're going to put yourself into a situation that's going to force you to grow and evolve. So when fear doesn't come up, I personally believe you haven't set a goal that's going to push you and challenge you enough. And it's probably not a very good goal. So like a lot of people, when they are setting goals, they'll just aim way too low because it seems like they're being productive, but what they're actually doing is just avoiding the negative emotion. And you can see this too when people, when they're doing non-productive action, and it's kind of camouflaged as productive action. So like a lot of people and coaches, especially, or anyone who's starting like a business with a service or whether they're in coaching or something like that, 
they will work on like the social media stuff where they don't have to actually go out, talk to people, meet them, make offers. Cause that stuff's scary, right? Um, if I'm actually meeting people, I totally have the chance of getting rejected and failing. But when I'm just making Facebook posts, like, yeah, a couple of people may or may not see it, but I'm never actually confronting myself with the fear. And so it feels like action I'm taking that's important, but it's actually just non-productive action. And I want to offer that people do this a lot. Like a lot of people are course junkies, um, especially in the self-help world. So what they'll do is like buy 10 courses and it feels like they're making productive actions forward, but they're never actually moving forward because they're not actually doing the programs and doing the stuff that the program's recommending, like going out, meeting people, physically going out and making offers, failing, and putting themselves in the negative emotions that they're trying to avoid pretty much. So fear, although it feels like a reason to give up, it's the precise reason you should not give up. Let me tell you it again. Because there's fear when you're setting a goal, you know that you've set a good goal. Most people want to give up. It's the complete opposite. So now you're wondering, all right, there's fear. It's normal. Cool. How can I take action in, in spite of fear that whilst fear is still there? That's what most people want to know once they learn that fear is actually supposed to be there. So in psychology, if anybody knows what exposure therapy is, this is what um, psychologists use for phobias. And it's pretty well... Um, documented and it works like it's very clinically approved and I don't know how to say it. It, it works. Exposure therapy works. Um, and what happens when you do So let me explain it first. So let's say somebody has a phobia, right? Like a fear of something. Let's say uh, spiders. This is one that they teach in the psychology books. So if somebody has a fear of spiders, they see a psychotherapist that does exposure therapy to them. And now what's happening with exposure therapy is you're actually putting that person in a situation with the exact thing they're scared of. And it's really important that they do this voluntarily and courageously. Like they have to go themselves. You cannot just drop a spider on someone who's scared of spiders and expect them to get better. But you can help them build courage to actually confront the thing that they're scared of voluntarily. And that's so important because what you're doing in exposure therapy is you're not actually eliminating the fear. That's what most people want to do before they take action, right? Well, I'll do this once I know there's no failure or rejection coming or I'm not going to be scared of anything. But what actually happens in exposure therapy is you're teaching the person to be more courageous. And what happens then is there can be the same exact amount of fear, but they're going to be able to act and deal with the thing they're scared of because they have more courage. The fear never changes. They just get more courage. And that's really important to make that distinction. All right. And at this point of the podcast, I don't usually do this, guys. So if you're listening to this podcast as your first one on here, I just want you to know I'm not typically that woo-woo. I like to explain my self-help principles and my life coaching stuff in a really rational way, but I'm going to get a little bit woo-woo here because I want to help explain this concept in a way that maybe wouldn't be how I normally say it. So hopefully it will resonate with you even further. All right. So I'm going to read this passage from a book called The Kabbalion. And The Kabbalah is pretty much a, it's like a hermetic teaching some kind of esoteric teaching of philosophy, how the world works and kind of religion, but not really sure. I don't know it. I don't understand it deep enough to really give you a huge definition, but they talk about a concept called polarization here. And it's pretty much when you're, you're transferring one pole to another. And when I'm talking about this, think of courage and fear as being opposites like light and dark or wet and dry or heavy and light like weight light. I guess I shouldn't have said both of those lights because it's kind of confusing, but you get the point. Um, so think of courage and fear on opposite emotional poles. The reason that exposure therapy works is because you're not reducing the fear, you're increasing the courage. And when you do that, you're moving the needle more into the middle and you're bouncing out the emotional pole. So you're able to deal with whatever it is you're scared of um, and move forward in spite of the fear. Again, not less fear, more courage. That's how it works. All right, so here it goes from page 138 of the Kabbalion by the Three Initiates. This is one of the most important of the Hermetic formulas. It's based upon true scientific principles. 
We have shown you that a mental state and its opposite were merely the two poles of one thing, and that by mental transmutation the polarity might be reversed. This principle is known to modern psychologists who apply it to the breaking up of undesirable habits by bidding their students concentrate upon the opposite quality. If you are possessed by fear, do not waste time trying to kill out fear, but instead cultivate the quality of courage and the fear will disappear. Some writers have expressed this idea most forcibly by using the illusion of the dark room. You do not have to shovel out or sweep out the darkness, but by merely opening the shutters and letting in the light, the darkness has disappeared. To kill out a negative quality, concentrate upon the positive pole of that same quality, and the vibrations will gradually change from negative to positive, until finally you will become polarized on the positive pole instead of the negative. The reverse is also true, and many have found out to their sorrow when they have allowed themselves to vibrate too constantly on the negative pole of things. By changing your polarity, you may master your moods, change your mental states, remake your disposition, and build up your character. Much of the mental mastery of the achieved hermetics is due to this application of polarity, which is one of the most imp important aspects of mental transmutation. The mastery of polarization is the mastery of the fundamental principles of mental transmutation or mental alchemy. For unless one acquires the art of changing his or her own polarity, he will be unable to affect his environment. All right, so that was kind of just a reiteration of what I said with the fear and courage, and it's really important to understand that. Um, expect fear to be there. And then all you have to do is build courage. And what I want to say this too is courage does not feel good. People see like, let's say Hercules, right? I grew up watching Hercules and he's like this courageous hero, the cartoon version, by the way, with Go the Distance, best song ever. Please look it up. Best song ever. I used to go, uh, when I lived in Barcelona, I would go up to this castle in Barcelona. It's called Manjuic. And it's like this awesome, old looking, just amazing, like Greek inspired castle. Maybe it isn't Greek, but that's what it looked like to me. And I would go up and just like play Hercules and just sit there and almost cry and not cry. And that's like my Disney moment. And anyways, Barcelona was like Disney to me and um, best song ever. But I used to look at Hercules and I'd be like, oh my gosh, he's so courageous. It's cool. And they like depict it as not that big of a deal. But when you're actually experiencing courage in real life, it's like makes you want to throw up. It's still like a mixture of fear, but excitement and bravery, but it doesn't feel good. So I don't want you to think like, it's going to feel good to take action from a courageous place, but being courageous in the face of fear will allow you to take the action required to move forward in your life and hopefully generate meaningful income. And you're going to have to do a lot of things that you're going to have to build courage for. And I want to say one of the things that I teach with the coaching is the model. And we've talked about this before. It's showing you how your thoughts create your feelings, which lead to your actions and create your results. And one of the skills that I teach my students, I should say my students and my clients is how to generate emotions ahead of time. And I've told the story before, I believe on the podcast, but I'm going to tell you again, because this is one of the times where I've generated courage and it fits really good into this topic. All right. So this is about a month and a half, two months ago at this point, I'm in the gym and I've been trying to step out of my comfort zone more often and deliberately like have big fails in my life, like to put myself out there so that I have to generate courage and experience fear and courage. And this is what I've been doing because it's helping me grow as a human being, especially as a business owner. So I was at the gym about two months ago and there was this really good looking guy and normally I wouldn't do it. I know there's like all these stereotypes and stigmas. like don't approach anyone at the gym. Like it's not cool. But I personally believe that if you do it from a good place and you're just like, I don't know, you're doing it not being creepy and you're just like being genuine and not pushy, then I think it's fine. That's my opinion. But I decided I was going to approach this guy and just like tell him I thought he was good looking and ask him if he ever wanted to go on a date or something like whatever, no harm, no foul. If worst thing happens, it's a compliment, right? So I had to build courage. I'm like, what emotion is going to get me there? I want to go say hi to this person. I'm going to be scared. Like it's going to be uncomfortable regardless. So what do I need to do? I need to build courage to be able to 
act in spite of the fear to kind of balance out the fear, right? So I was doing my thought work. When you are building an emotion ahead of time, you have to generate a thought that's going to create the emotion in your body and you have to play with it kind of. So I didn't have pen and paper. It would have been more desirable to have pen and paper to write it down, but I was just doing out thoughts in my head and you'll know this is going to work when it, when it creates the desired emotion. So it's really important um, before you ever try to generate emotions ahead of time, and create your results like this, it's really important to first understand what your emotions feel like. Because if you have a thought that creates courage and you don't know what courage feels like, then you're going to breeze over that thought and you're not going to be able to do this process. So, um, you know, obviously I've been doing thought work for a while now. I'm a life coach. So I do this pretty regularly where I experience my emotions and name them and um, feel them in my body. So I know what courage feels like. Anyways, I found a thought after doing a bunch of thoughts in my head, I was kind of playing with it. Like I can do this, you know, it's going to be fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. And the one that I landed on that really got that courage in my, it's like in my throat is where courage is. Like my throat gets hot because I know I'm about to act and I can feel it in my throat, in my face. I like get flushed almost. Um, but the one that got it was this is going to go exactly as it's supposed to. And I don't know why, but that's the thought that went with it. That moment it worked. It got me the courage. And I sat there and replayed that thought in my head. Now I'm like, okay, I just need to wait for this person to kind of like get away from other people because I don't want to go ask him out in front of other people. Maybe it's embarrassing for him. I don't know. It's going to cause this whole scene. Uh, so out of nowhere, because like this is how your mind works, right? You generate the emotion and then like the law of attraction just happens. He literally walks up to the bench. I was on a, a squat rack and there's people all over the gym, but there just happened to be nobody next to the squat rack. And he was in the corner and he happened to walk right over there for like my last set. And I'm like, oh God, I willed this to happen. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually have to act on it now. So I had the courage. I had the mindset, everything. And I walked over and asked him out and it turns out he was straight, um, but he was really nice about it. And like, we shook hands and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna make creepy eye contact with you. I promise. And like, we laughed about it and he was very nice. Um, his name's Pierre, by the way, gorgeous. If you ever listen to this podcast, Pierre, amazing. Anyways, that's what happened. So people ask me like, how do you actually act in spite of fear? Well, it's like, you just have to generate courage and you have to find a thought and do your thought work and be more courageous. But you also have to work on your emotions and understanding what you're feeling in the moment. Because again, if you don't know what courage feels like, then you don't know how to generate that emotion. And if you do, you're not going to know that you've generated the emotion. So it's not going to be you know useful to do that anyway. This is what's so beautiful about this process is that when you are not afraid of failure and you can actually generate courage and not fear fear, then this is when you start to get in that territory where you make your dreams come true. This is where you start acting, even though you're scared. This is where you start moving forward, even though you're experiencing uncomfortable emotions like courage or fear. And when you were able to experience negative emotions and move forward with what you said you were going to do anyways, that is when you're able to create your dreams. And that's when you open up the possibility for you to actually create whatever result you want in the world. It's incredible how this stuff works. I'm not just saying this, like this actually happens. And that's when coincidences start happening that actually set you up on a path towards more success. Like the Pierre thing, it's such a silly example, but he walked over to the spot in the room where it was just perfect. Like I couldn't have put a better situation together in my head if I wanted. All I did was create the emotion, generate it, get in that mental state, prepare myself, and then the universe just gave me the opportunity to at least act. Now, imagine if you start doing this every single day in your business or in your life or whatever, in your weight loss or in your dating scene. Generating courage on purpose is the way to your dreams. And it's really, really open to anyone to be able to do this, but you have to start by understanding your emotions, being able to sit with your emotions without reacting to them, name fear, name courage, name disgust, name shame, name happiness, name anxiety. You really want to take the time to start to understand your emotions. And you just do this again by closing your eyes and feeling where the vibration is in your body. It is that simple, but it's a practice you have to do every single day. You know, I go to the gym six days a week. 
I also do thought work five to six days a week. It's harder actually for me to do thought work than go to the gym, by the way. Like your mind just resists it. And it's very energy consuming to have to actually understand what's going on in your mind, what your thoughts are, do your thought downloads every day and see what's going on in your mind and try to name your emotions. But I'm telling you, this is the key to your success. It doesn't matter how much fear you have. And it also, again, fear is totally supposed to be there. It's part of the deal. But it doesn't matter how much fear you have if you can generate your courage and you can sit in negative emotion. That's the key to your dreams. It really is. But when we don't learn how to sit with discomfort and sit in negative emotions, what happens is that we avoid them altogether. And again, this is like, our minds are really tricky. I've done this. I've done this for the first three months of my coaching business, y'all. I did this where I wasn't actually facing the negative emotions. I was distracting myself from them. I was buffering or numbing over them by doing non-productive action that felt productive, but it wasn't at all. So like I was making, um, I was trying to brainstorm podcasts and like how to go all through all these, like put together the perfect program for my clients to go through without having any clients. I was trying to do this without actually doing face-to-face coaching. I was like, no, once I have the perfect program and the perfect podcast and the perfect website and title and I have the perfect logo, I spent freaking three days figuring out a logo and ended up literally just buying one from Fiverr anyways, but I sat down and like the biggest problem in my life for three days was a freaking logo. And I have one now and it's like, okay, cool. I don't know. Like that's the smallest detail ever. I don't even use it when I'm doing my clients and stuff. I don't even use it on my emails or anything like that. So like all of those things I was doing to avoid fear. And I was wondering why I wasn't getting results because I wasn't actually taking the action I needed to, to create results because I was avoiding the negative emotion. You have to be able to, I don't know if you've heard the first episode, the first episode of this podcast, but it's what it's called what it takes. And the whole episode is based on getting you in the mindset of having to experience these discomfort, this discomfortable emotion, uncomfortable emotions. Um, and that's really what this is all about. So fear is supposed to be there. How do you deal with it? By getting comfortable naming it, feeling it, and then generating courage deliberately so you can counterbalance it. When you are so in tune with yourself and your emotions, that you know that when fear comes up, you're going to be able to deal with it and handle it without it halting you, stopping you, or distracting you, or making you want to run away from it and numb over your emotions, that's when you are going to make your dreams happen. I promise. I can't say that enough. Fear is supposed to be there, and you can learn how to process it and deal with it and head it on and be courageous in the face of it, and that is when you make results. So please, don't blame circumstances for your results. It's always your thoughts that create your feelings that lead to your actions, that create your results. And you are always in charge of your thinking and you're always in charge of your feelings if you should decide that you'd like to be. And remember, that's called emotional adulthood and that's open to everyone. And from a place of emotional adulthood, we don't sit in the drama of not acting because of fear. Okay, I don't wanna hear that excuse anymore. It's lame and I do it still. And I have to re-give myself this damn pep talk every once in a while. Um, but really, this is the key to your dreams, is learning how to move forward in spite of fear. Because it's supposed to be there. It's going to be. Your brain's working exactly how it should. But it's time for us to get smarter than our own damn brains. So thank you for listening to this episode. Listen to it all the time. And uh, you have a fantastic day. I'll see you next week.